0: We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely
1: dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception, reception, the show.
0: Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Cole, Matt Harmon here with you. It's reception, reception, the show. Matt, my guy. Week one is almost in the books as we record here on uh, Monday afternoon before the uh, Monday Night Football game.
1: How are you feeling, my friend? It's good that football is back. Dude, it feels so good to have football back, to be able to react to real games, to project upcoming matchups and stuff like that. Um, Also, I just want to say it feels great to have Sterling Shepard and Curtis Samuel back in our lives, baby! Some old RP, yeah, some old RP favorites, boy. absolutely crushing it oh in week one. That Everything was so else, funny. the rest of the yeah. season, whatever. Honestly, I don't care. The rest, the, I feel good now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about if, if beyond all odds, somehow, some way, Sterling Shepherd cracks one thousand this year? That would be incredible. Uh,
1: I would say that. You know, I'm I'm gonna retire and just be on a beach somewhere. But I mean, that would be a great, <laughs> real great proof of concept for RP. So I'd probably have to keep on working. So, uh, yeah, reception uh... perception brand alive and thriving with uh with two of the big like late late career burn guys um you know but yeah hey honestly just shout out to both those guys for beating the i mean the reason they haven't popped really so far yet is injury so it was cool yeah. to see them both uh, out there popping uh, in, in week one so that's great
0: but nah man it was funny man when sterling shepherd caught that long touchdown <laughs> first person i thought of was my guy <laughs> matt Harmon, and sure enough 30 <laughs> seconds after he scores that touchdown i looked out of my phone and I get just one text from Matt <laughs> Sterling Shepherd exclamation <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, boy, let's go." Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, you're you're editing you're editing that for the kids at, at home, which is probably for the best. It was yes, a little bit more yes. aggressive
0: than that. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure we keep a PC, not really, but uh but every yeah. now and again we keep a PC, man. Hey, uh you know what? Can we start with the the big breaking news? You know, we got the, the news now that uh, Dak Prescott uh, thumb surgery. Uh, it sounds like a UCL l- little thumb fracture in there as well. They're gonna have to pop some plates and screws and put some hardware inside that thumb, man. None of it sounds very good. Um, sounds like he's gonna be out six to eight weeks. You know, might miss nine weeks because of the buy, come back, you know, week 10 or 11. All right, so, mm-hmm. um, to me, none of that sounds very good. And, and I tell you, I, I it, look, I, I know we sit here and say, okay, don't overreact to week one, don't overreact to week one. But my guy, C.D. Lamb, looked lost in the woods, dude. I don't know what to think about C.D. Lamb going forward. Certainly, we have to downgrade him in fantasy. (laughs) But just in terms of real-life football and in fantasy, what do we think about C.D. Lamb?
1: Well, a couple of things here. I mean, it's pretty tough to script a more troubling start to a season than what the Cowboys had last night. Uh, So we're recording this on Monday, so Sunday Night Football pretty tough to, to script something more troubling than that. And, you know, that was honestly even before the Dak Prescott injury, James. I mean, right. the, the Dak injury hammered it home. But, you know, CD, what, had like 11 targets, two 11 catches on targets, the night. And, you know, honestly, I wish – look, that was – to be fair, the Bucks have a good defense. They've got a good secondary. They've got a, a veteran-laden group there. But it was basically like all of the things that could have sunk the Cowboys' offense – did sink the Cowboys' offense, even with Dak on the field there. I mean, the, the more I thought of it, I guess it finally like the light just clicked when Mike Tirico at one point when okay. Dak Prescott like flings a, a prayer ball down the sideline and um, you know, he says, "Oh, Semifahoko's down there somewhere." I'm like dude, what are we doing here with this Cowboys receiver core? I think that was the moment where it just like it clicked for me where this is really, as much as I've said uh. that the, the Seahawks, who played tonight, by the way, so I don't know what happened in, in the game yet, the Seahawks are running out an unserious quarterback situation with uh, Geno right. Smith and, and Drew Locke. That is an unserious wide receiver core. You know, I had somebody ask me, do you, so you, do you think, like, CeeDee Lamb is a legit number one receiver? And I, I do think the answer is yes. Like, I think he can be a legit number one receiver. But honestly, it doesn't matter if you're a legit number one receiver when the rest of your guys are, like, maybe, maybe five and sixes on on a, on a roster. And, like, they're having a role like Noah Brown. I, I can't even remember the UDFA that they threw out there last night and, like, Simi Fahoko, like I mentioned. I think it was some, Houston or what, or whatever was the guy that they played Dennis, over Tolbert. Dennis her.
0: Houston. Dennis Houston.
1: Right. Like who here's the, the deal, man. Who I, the hell is Dennis Houston, bro? Like what? I, I know, I know, and and I I get it. <laughs> like I, I get it that you. There's been some problems in the in the Dallas receiver core. Like we knew Michael Gallup wasn't going to start the season on time. Right. He even laughed that suggestion off. Although you know Jerry's rushing him back at some point now. Soon. Oh, for, um, sure. for sure. For sure. But like, sure. Clearly Jalen Tolbert wasn't ready for prime time. They they made him a game day healthy scratch in this one. Um, and that we know that James. That was surprising. Yeah, that was surprising. But I guess beat reporters that said he'd had an up-and-down summer. There were some moments, and then he also right. had some bad moments, whatever. And then we know that James Washington is out for multiple months because of foot injury. But your your receiver core shouldn't completely fall apart because James effing Washington and, like, a day three – or a round three rookie aren't <laughs> is not ready to play. Like, that's – that's just – it's yeah. bad planning by the Cowboys. Also, they had a bad offensive line. And like, you, honestly, you – I'm going to go back and obviously, like, chart CeeDee Lamb and watch him and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, I know exactly what happened just watching that game last night. Like, you could see the Cowboys were just being squatted on by the Bucks defense. Like, when your guys down the field are freaking Noah Brown and Semifahoko and the boys, like – you don't respect anything deep, especially when you have pass protection problems, because your offensive line got hurt in the middle of the game. Right. It was just an all out disastrous situation. Like I think see, everybody, you know, folks that know reception perception and know my stuff, like, you know, I don't, Put a lot of stock in like the average separation as a as like a talent metric, you know. But like next gen stats did show that Ceedee Lamb had 1.9 yards of separation last night. Like I and I don't think that's a Ceedee Lamb problem. It's like I don't think Dak Prescott attempted a non tight window throw all night because the defense was just squatting on zone the in, uh, in zone coverage in the short to intermediate areas all night. It was a disaster. Just like when we're talking about the woes for the Rams and how the Bills are just so
0: damn good defensively. Yo, Tampa Bay is one of the two or three best defenses in the NFL. I don't care what anybody tells me. You know what I mean? Like where do you beat these guys? And then when you're talking about an offensive line, who by the way, suffered more injuries as the game went along as well. uh, Boy, that's tough. That's that is really, really tough. So um, Dak could have played. It was just a complete system meltdown there in Dallas. All right. So the question though, becomes looking forward, what do we think about CD lamb? Because, Man, I think the number one narrative I think I heard and read is that CD Lamb is not a true number one. I could not disagree more. And I know you're in that same camp as well. Yeah. But what does it look like for CD Lamb moving forward?
1: Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I just, it's going to be a disaster. Like, there, it, by the way, like Cooper Rush, the guy they're probably going to start for the foreseeable future, like, I don't, you know, it's talking about like the, Cowboys are looking to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like they're not trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers are not trading the Cowboys of all teams, the Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, It's like, they're probably not going to find some immediate answer somewhere. Plus like onboarding a quarterback in the middle of the year is always tough. So,
0: Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boom podcast, available on the
1: Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. They're probably rolling with Cooper Rush, who was a guy that they cut off the roster. I mean, they I obviously they brought him back, but that's what they thought of Cooper Rush. So I, I thought
0: I, I thought he actually played okay at times last year. Uh, I don't
1: think he's yeah the, the Vikings worst. was it the Vikings game on Halloween? I think it was that he had
0: to. Start. He's not the worst backup quarterback in the NFL. Let's be real. Now that being said, the one person. That You know what would get people excited about uh, playing quarterback there in Dallas? That'd be the great beard of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Could you (laughs) imagine? They lure Ryan Fitzpatrick out of the TNF booth and just throw him out there playing for the star, man. That, That would generate some waves. I don't know how good it would be, Matt, but let me tell you something. I'd be excited about it. I would be excited about it
1: yeah yeah i i would be excited too but i bet fitz is like just loving retirement and tv and stuff like that i i doubt that happens but it would be nice it'd be funny it'd be, nice. it'd be funny if he was like 300 pounds and just like completely
0: just gave up you know but but we'll see we'll see
1: yeah what did he say the one like time when uh there was a clip of him running when he was with the dolphins it, it like went viral on twitter and he looked a little uh a little heftier he was like yeah oh, too much bir- a little too much cake at like kids birthday parties all-, all summer so i don't know i doubt i doubt we see fits but uh, i i <laughs> honestly at the at this point like i think it's going to be cooper Rush, and you know i agree he's not the worst in the world but it's just a bad situation for any quarterback yeah. including dak prescott and like you know i know there's a lot of folks out there that really just don't think dak is that good and you know I mean, maybe Dak is like the Derek Carr Kirk Cousins ish territory of quarterbacks. I think he's probably closer to that group than like certainly the Mahomes Herbert tier uh, of right. quarterbacks. So imagine if Kirk Cousins was playing in the situation. Imagine if Derek Carr was playing in this situation. Like it, it wouldn't go very well. Like most of these beyond beyond the guys like Allen and Herbert and Mahomes and, you know, the greats of the greats, like most quarterbacks are products of their situation. Um I think Dak and these guys are better than, you know, like Jimmy G or something like that. But oh, yeah, um, Jesus yeah, I, I, yeah, of course. But I just think like, this is a rough spot for any quarterback to find success It was going to be rough for Dak to find success in this environment. It's going to be rough for um, <clears throat> Cooper Rush to find success too.
0: It's funny, Matt. I actually woke up today thinking, Hmm, I wonder if CD lamb is a good buy low candidate because, well, because again, his value cannot possibly be any lower than it is here today. Uh, but then I was thinking about okay, what's the real upside? And and I'm not right. I'm not. What really are we trading sure, for him, right? You right? know, I'm not really sure what the upside is. I don't see him as a top twelve fantasy wide receiver for the next ten weeks, right? Um, no, me so neither. so what are we what are we talking about here? I I don't know. It'd be tough, man. I don't I don't know what assets you would give up to go get CD Lamb, but it's at least I guess maybe worth an exploration, maybe worth a talk just to see if somebody is yeah. you know willing to willing like to part with CD Lamb for like nothing, you know? So that would be interesting.
1: Just one thing. I, I will have the rest of season rankings on the site by private, not by the time this podcast is, is up, but like by midweek. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, on the reception perception site, I CD lamb is going to be a tough one. Cause I had him, you know, at like, Oh my god, I had him at wide receiver five, you know. So he's gonna he's gonna be probably <laughs> the biggest drop of anybody. Oh yeah, god. he's going way down. Way down.
0: Dude, just t- talk to me through the mentality here. Like where where are you where are you pushing him now? Like outside of the top twenty? That's low. Uh outside of the yeah, top low. That's low.
1: That's low because we do still expect him to get, you know, peppered with Tons targets. Like I will I mean I'm gonna just pull it up right now as since we're talking about it. Like I mean, I don't know. My tier three cut off at wide receiver 18, which was Deontay Johnson, you know, and tier four started hmm. with um, Sutton, Brandon Cooks, like Marquise Brown. Uh, he's ahead of Jalen Waddle. He's ahead of those guys. He's ahead of
0: those guys because he's better than those guys. And they're going to see similar targets here. And yeah, I you're, quarterback- you're right. You know, the You're quarterback's right. not great, but I mean, come on. He's he's better than those guys. He, he, they're, they're not gonna see Tampa Bay's damn defense every
1: week, dude. <laughs> you know? Come on. He'll, he's gonna recover somewhat. Golly. I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, that was that is probably just like a worse case. Like I said, it's you can't script a more troubling start, but they do get the Bengals in week two, and like that's not necessarily the the softest landing spot. The Bengals defense is pretty decent. So I'm, I'm still thinking about it, but he's like, he will not be, he won't be top 15. He won't be top 15. No, 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 no. God, you know, actually that, that Deontay Johnson comp sounds actually pretty interesting uh,
0: because Mitch Trubisky just looks, come on, like let's move on from Mitch Trubisky. Okay. He's not the answer there for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense for God's sakes.